Welcome to the All Ball Show, presented by Abstract Sports, where we bring sports back to life. I'm your host, Kyle Clay 2K. In the All Ball Show, we focus on basketball-only content. And to tip things off, I'm covering every single team in the NBA, from worst to best in each conference. I'm going to look at their rosters and discuss how I think they're going to perform this upcoming season. And finally, the number one seed from the Eastern Conference last season, let's talk about the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors are part of the National Basketball Association, but they are actually in Toronto. Uh, The Raptors compete in the Atlantic Division. Their new head coach is Nick Nurse. They've been around since 1995 to present. Vince Carter is probably one of the most famous Toronto Raptors of all time, having laid down his crazy dunks, putting on quite a show, and, and one of the franchise leaders in many different ways for Toronto. Uh, still around, actually. He's playing for the Hawks this year. General manager is Bobby Webster, and they play at the Scotia Bank Arena. Parent organization is Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. The Raptors had a darn good record last year. They were 59 and 23, had the most wins in the Eastern Conference, of course. 40 and 12 in conference play. That is everything. 34 and 7 at home, just unbeatable. 25 and 16 on the road. I mean, obviously, they're beatable. They have seven losses. I get it. I get it, but. That is a, a drop in the bucket compared to some other teams. I mean, they, they have a lot of a lot of players on their team last year. 18, actually. That's not a lot. What am I thinking? It looks like a lot when you see it on the screen. Also, players from different countries. We're talking like Brazil, Jamaica, Brazil, Brazil. <laughs> uh, just from everywhere, really. Uh, just to name off some of their players from last year, they had OG Ananobi, Lorenzo Brown, Bruno Caboclo, DeMar DeRozan, Nigel Hayes, Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry, Alfonso McKinney, C.J. Miles, Malcolm Miller, Lucas Nogueira, Jacob Podol, Norman Powell, Malachi Richardson, Pascal Siakam, Jonas Valanciunas, Fred Van Fleet, and DeLon Wright. Just to talk about some of their best guys, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, they really lost a star in that guy. Very interesting scenarios that happened uh, with these guys, which we'll get to in just a minute. But their lead guy last year was DeMar DeRozan with 23 points a game. They had four other guys average 10 points or more a game, uh, those being Kyle Lowry, Jonas Valanciunas, Serge Ibaka, and C.J. Miles. Those guys probably put in the most mileage for this team. DeMar DeRozan with 1,800 points, Kyle Lowry 1,250, and then Valanciunas 980, Serge Ibaka 950, C.J. Miles with 700 points. And it stays pretty heavy, actually, all the way down to their number 10 spot with 430. This is an all-team effort. I mean, these guys... Uh, not only do they have two stars who kind of lead the way, but they have other guys who can also get buckets and and help them out when they need it the most. So a very good team in the Toronto Raptors last year. Uh, they went on to defeat the Washington Wizards in the first round in six games, uh, Washington being the number eight seed, Raptors being the number one seed. Raptors won their first two at home. Then they gave up their only two games on the road, and then they won the next two to put the Wizards out of the misery. After coming off the best season they've had in a long time, they come against the Cleveland Cavaliers, their kryptonite, and they got swept for zip first four games. Man, that's just, that's just tough after having such a good season. And I think the administration of the Toronto Raptors team saw this as something that was stagnant, and they decided they had to make a change, and that always falls on the coach's shoulders, unfortunately. And so 
some of the drama that went on involves the fact that Dwayne Casey got fired. Head coach Dwayne Casey was he was actually voted as coach of the year by his peers, also known as like NBA coaches and higher up executives and things of that sort. He had the most wins in a difficult Eastern Conference. We're talking Boston Celtics, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, the 76ers, and they still had the most wins. How can you not see that as a win at that level? You know what I mean? Even if you get beat in the playoffs, you you still dominated the conference. I think that should be something you build on. It should not be something you you ever tear apart. So I don't know what the Raptors front office was thinking when they did that. Even though he had the most wins in the season as a head coach for the Eastern Conference, he was fired at the end of the season because he hadn't had enough success in the playoffs. They'd been eliminated by a LeBron-led Cavs team three years in a row. The administration saw that as a fault in their head coach when really it's just a poor happenstance that they had to face a really good team every time. What more can it, what more can you do? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me they'd get rid of him. But the even more awkward thing is that he did go on to win Coach of the Year because he was voted on by his peers, and rightfully so. His speech was really awkward because he brought that fact up that like, well, you know, my time is done in Toronto. I'll have a job somewhere else soon. He just won this award and he got fired. Are you kidding me? I don't think that him getting to the playoffs is a participation trophy for him. Like, he put in so much work to get that team there, and then you just kick him to the curb. What the hell are you guys thinking? I think that is a big reason why... The Raptors aren't going to be as dominant as they were this last year. They lost coaching, they lost leadership, and they also got rid of one of their best guys in DeMar DeRozan. I figure, the way I see it is they're like, well, we already made one big change, maybe we make another big change. I don't see the, the reason in it, but let's go ahead and do it. And so they basically trade right across for Kawhi Leonard, who was coming off of a just a terribly handled situation in San Antonio where he had an injury and they said that he was cleared to play, but he didn't feel comfortable and cleared to play. And so, I mean, when you're the only person who knows how you feel, and if you say that and you get a second opinion, uh, I think that that should be respected. Kawhi Leonard was not respected. They were like, oh, you're weak. What are you doing? You know, you said you're good to play. Why don't you trust us? He wanted out of there. He got traded for DeMar DeRozan. So now you have Kawhi Leonard joining the Toronto Raptors this upcoming season. I mean, you know, they're very similar players, uh, but I think Kawhi is better just because he has a defensive presence that uh, DeRozan does not. But both very explosive offensive players can carry a team on their back the the entire way. But again, I do think that the Raptors will take a hit in the chemistry department, and it won't bode well for them in the playoffs. Um, or down the stretch in the season for that matter. I think they fall a few spots this year, um, opening up some of those lower-seeded spots I've been, I was mentioning earlier in the podcast, earlier in the series. As for their current roster, they've got a guy named Danny Green. Serge Ibaka's coming back. Kawhi Leonard will be there, like I mentioned. Kyle Lowry, Greg Monroe, a dominant post-scorer. scorer, <laughs> Jonas Valanciunas and Fred Van Vliet. One thing I do have to mention is that not only did the Raptors tear apart their chemistry from the coaching position, and taking away their leader and scoring and leader and all these other ways. But they also left Kyle Lowry there, who was uh, DeMar DeRozan's favorite. Like, they were best buds. They had the ultimate duo connection there. And I think if you send DeMar DeRozan off in a situation like that, you send Kyle Lowry off with him. Let his bro go with him. Um, I mean, I don't know how things break down, though, in those deals. Uh, For all I know, Kyle Lowry had a decision to say yes or no, and he's like, no, I don't want to. But I imagine that the Raptors could have got another piece if they wanted to trade both players for something else. Unfortunately, I just think the Raptors are going to be, they're going to fall down. They're going to fall down, guys, and I don't want to see it happen, especially to a number one seed like that who's been up there for so long, but you can blame it on their administrative staff 
in getting rid of their coach and their star player. And that's it for this episode of the All Ball Show presented by Abstract Sports. It also concludes our NBA preview show for the Eastern Conference for this upcoming season. How do you think the Raptors and all the other teams in the Eastern Conference are going to perform this year? Drop your predictions in the comments below. But also, don't forget to hit that like button if you like this video. Share it with a friend or family member. And be sure to subscribe to this channel so that you can be notified when we drop more basketball content throughout the season. I'm your host, Kyle Clay 2K. I'll see you in the next one.